Hello, and welcome to the second edition of the Draculina Podcast. I am Hugh Gallagher, publisher of Draculina Magazine, at one time the best magazine covering the B-movie scene. But since the last printed issue was in, was published in 2006, I have now turned the printed word into a podcast and my movie reviews into some goofy show called Horrible Hughes Coffin Reviews, which can be seen on the Draculina YouTube channel, so please check it out. For my second podcast, I have something no one has ever even seen in print. As far as I know, she's only done one other short interview, and that was eons ago. Around four years ago, I was approached to release my movies Gorgasm, Gorotica, and Gore Horror on DVD. The company that was going to do it was very excited about adding as many extras as they could get their hands on, so I did director commentaries, blooper reels, and even started doing interviews with some of the stars. Well, the company initially set to do this ran into some issues and ended up going out of business before the DVDs were ever put together. The movies were released by Sub Rosa Studios, and they are available on my Draculina.com website for those interested. And most of the extras remained on the DVD, with the exception of an interview I did with the star of Gorgasm, Gabriella. For those that don't know, Gorgasm is the tale of Tara, a beautiful woman who runs adult ads in a swinger magazine offering Gorgasm, the ultimate climax. People who answer the ad get her services that include being tied up, aroused by a striptease, and then killed by various methods. When the first corp turns up in town, Chase Nicholas is put on the case. Chase is a would-be detective who has been stuck behind a desk for years and he's offered the bizarre S&M case when there's no one else to, available to work on it. Chase looks at this as his big chance to be a police detective. It isn't long before Chase finds the Swinger magazine with the Gorgasm ad and starts looking into its meaning. But while Chase digs deeper into the adult world and talks to the publisher of the magazine, Tara continues her reign of terror. Chase is only one step behind the murderess when he is suddenly pulled from the case. Resentful and having no sense of ever accomplishing anything in his life, Chase decides to run an ad in the Swinger magazine wanting the ultimate climax. Now this movie sounds very dated today, but back in 1990 this was cutting-edge stuff. There was no internet. We had Very few had a personal computer. I had attempted to make a movie before this and I had a lot of problems with local actors and scheduling things was a nightmare. My thought was if I brought actors in from out of state they would be at my mercy and I would be able to I would be their only source of transportation and their only contact for whatever they needed. I got Rick Billock from Pennsylvania to play the detective Chase in the movie. He had been associated with several bigger budgeted zombie movies and I really liked him in a short called Virus that I was distributing through Draculina. My other lead had to be a beautiful girl that was not afraid to show all in this movie which to today's standards appears to be a pretty mild horror movie. I found Gabriella from a guy I knew in New York that made adult all-female wrestling videos. The part in Gorgasm required a considerable amount of nudity and I wanted to make sure that I could find someone that could handle the role. On a long shot I called this guy and asked him if he knew of anyone that would be interested in such a part. He told me that he knew of one girl that might be interested and he'd give her my name and number. In less than an hour I got a call from a woman with a Brooklyn accent telling me that she was interested in the part. 
After seeing several of her stills and some of her video work, I decided this was it. And Gabriella and I came to an agreement and she was to play the part of Tara. Obviously her stage name, Gabriella was a buxom, dark-haired beauty that graced the pages of motorcycle magazines like Easy Rider and Iron Horse. After she appeared in Gorgasm, she was featured in a publication called Max, a magazine for well-endowed women, promoting her life as a rising B-movie star, which unfortunately her B-movie career began and ended with Gorgasm. I'm only aware of one other interview that she did and so I was happy to get her on the phone with this interview that had never been heard before. This interview took place sometime in 2015. She was very upbeat and happy to do it. it really re reveals some interesting stuff in here. Also, at that time of the interview, the company that was going to put Gorgasm on DVD was also planning on financing Gorgasm 2. And I was in the midst of writing a script and Gabriella agreed to play a part. So there was some reference to that in this interview. It's a shame that it, that never progressed because this new script, which would have brought back Gabriella, Rick, and the sleazy publisher played by Flint Mitchell, was going to be awesome. Before I run the interview, let me plug my website, Draculina.com. There you can find tons of back issues of Draculina, Scream Queens Illustrated, Pinup, Oriental Cinema, She, and many, many more, including books and DVDs. You can also find a link to my horror movie review show, Horrible Hues, Coffin Reviews. For all you podcast listeners, use the code POD25, that's P-O-D-2-5, and get 25% off your order. I'm running that special until October 31st, 2019. So, without further ado, here's the interview with the star of Gorgasm, Gabriella. Where were you born? Yeah, Manhattan, Upper West uh, Upper West Side, West 79th, to be exact. What was family life like? Very, everybody was, most of the family was already here. Uh, big family, not, no siblings, but a large family, and uh, very united, very strict with uh, parents. Not, uh, yeah, kind of strict, I guess, yeah. Protective, more, more than strict. How did you get involved with modeling? I had split up with somebody who was my first boyfriend I moved in with. He actually worked for my dad. And um, I left him after three years. He was just getting a little too much at the end. He was getting a little aggressive. And um, and I didn't want to go to my parents because they were going to say, I told you so. So I got hired in a dance club in um, Manhattan on 49th between Lexington Park. And um, I... When I made enough money, I I took off one day when he was at work, you know. And then um, as a dancer, I just met people that introduced me different things. And I always like motorcycles. So when I heard eventually one day of, uh, what do you call it, Easy Riders, I got into that contest of stuff. Uh, I forgot to be called. There's a contest you went to enter. And, um, and I was just got into different things by word of mouth, mostly. Did your parents know? No, 
my parents don't know anything like that, anything about my life at all like that. Nothing at all. <laughs> um, they're both very healthy. He's 87, she's 77, and they live upstate. And um, they used to live in Manhattan, and when my father retired, they moved to the house that they had were building for years. And um, they live pretty much in the woods upstate, but they don't know that part of my life. But I think my mother suspected something, but she never said anything. Did you pose in Playgirl? Oh, maybe. I, I forget some of the things I did. It was just, you know, a lot of times it was just for fun or last-minute thing. I, you know, there was a couple guys I, I, I knew that were in Playgirl. Maybe maybe it was then. Um, I dated one guy who was in Chippendales dance. He was in Playgirl. And there was also uh, a guy that did porn that was in Playgirl, too. I forgot his name, though. So it could have been. You worked with Laurel Dolan with uh, female wrestling videos. How did you like that? Oh, that, yeah. I don't know the name of the company, but I did it for my friend Jim Gilfo. He was uh, involved with that, so there's some wrestling matches, yeah. That was fun. I'm claustrophobic now. I can never do it now, but in those days, uh, I, I think it was fun. It was physical and it was fun. What did you think about getting the part in Gorgasm? I think it was exciting. I, I, I love horror movies and all that, so I was very excited about that. That's one of the things that I, I actually am proud of, this part of the business, because it's like, it's a B-movie, it's not porn, and it was fun, and I wish, I wish I had shown talent in the film, because I, I don't show it to anybody, I don't even have a film, because I'm embarrassed about my acting, it was so stiff, but if I had the nerve I have now more, and the sense, uh, more relaxed now and everything about myself, I thought I would have done such much much better job. Did you enjoy working on Gorgasm? I had a great time there. Oh, you guys were awesome. I had a ball. I really did. I just wish my acting was better. I'd give it a put a better that a better job. Were you ever approached to to work on any more V movies? No, no, no. But I, I really didn't want to do it. I just did it for fun. It was, it came up, and it's not like I pursued acting or anything. Oh. I'm not good at memorizing things too much, so that, that that was fine. Your name appeared in some triple X movies. Yeah, I did a couple of those. Only because um, when I was dancing, I when I'm, I moved in with this girl for a little bit on the upper west side, uh, and uh, she her name was... Um, I remember her real name. I don't remember the name she used for stage. But anyway, she was the second blonde in Debbie Does Dallas. Uh -huh. And she was an actress, a legit actress, and did some off-Broadway things. And she was in the Debbie Does Dallas. She knew uh, a bunch of producers at the time here in New York. So she took me around, and that's the first film I was in was with her. Actually, she was in the film, too. So that's how I got into that. And then um, I did a couple of them, but... There was one that I heard, and I don't know the name of the film. Um, I had on this like silverish dress on, and it was some guy. It was a like, futuristic film. There was guys around me, and I was in this chair that swiveled, and uh, <laughs> uh, I gave pretty much head to all the guys, like like turn around like in a chair, and. I've heard for a couple people during the time that it won an award for best new hot scene of a newcomer or something like that. Uh -huh. And, um, but again, I didn't pursue it, so I don't know, I don't remember the name of the film or anything. <laughs> I see, it was, must have been like early 80s, because uh, 
I wasn't married to my second husband yet, so it must have been the early 80s. And it was like a kind of futuristic film. That I remember. When did you get married? The first time it was, was uh, I was still dancing and doing stuff in, um, um, you know, uh, God, I've forgotten his name. Mark Stevens, he was a famous porn star at the time. Uh-huh. You remember him? Uh-huh. Very slender, blonde. But he, he was very well known in the 80s. He also did club promoting at the time at the Magiques and um, the Underground. And he became a close friend of mine. And my my first husband was um, did some r- real theater. He was a stage banner in uh, the East End in London. Uh-huh. And he was starting to do some work with Mark promoting clubs here at the Underground parties and stuff. And that's how I met him, through Mark, really. About three years, so I was pretty much, I think mean, I was just on the, he was on the rebound from my first experience, right. the first guy I moved with. How long before you were married a second time? Almost like after we divorced, I met uh, uh, my second husband. He was, um, he was a locksmith for cars at the time, and I brought my car to the shop and we started talking, and, um, and that's how I met him. And he was the, um, you know, the Midway Theater in downtown Manhattan, in the village? Um, anyway, it was this famous movie theater, right? Called the Midway in downtown Manhattan. Uh-huh. And um, do you know the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. All right, every Saturday and Friday, they would, Friday and Saturday, they would have the midnight showing live in front of the film. They would do a live show. And he played Frank for year, for several years. He had like a huge volume. He was like, I got groupies all the time, volume and stuff. That was Frank. And that's who I married. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a son with him? No. My my son I had with, after we split, we stayed friends though for a long time. I just saw him on Facebook not so long ago by accident. He moved to Arizona. He was into motorcycles too and all that. He used to, we used to have Harleys and, um, used to rebuild them also. Anyway, and my, my, sec, my son's father I met through a girlfriend of mine after we split, my second husband, um, met through a girlfriend of mine. She was dating a health angels, and I went to a party with her for them, um, and I met him there, and he had broken up with somebody long term, and then um, that's how I met him. He was a health angel. He was living at Easter um Pop house at the time. It was a treasure at the time. We used to live uh, like uh, like a while ago, like over ten years now in the U.S. But we stayed friends. We were back and forth for a little while. Um, yeah, it didn't work out. I'm not very. I'm too independent. I think you know. We were very similar, most of us. And uh, but we're really good friends still. He's very involved with his son, and and um, I just talked to him two days ago, and. I love him to death, and vice versa, just, you know, just not romantically anymore, that's all. You worked in the medical field? Yes, even when I had this business, I did uh, five years as a medical assistant and phlebotomist. Uh-huh. And um, I just offer health issues, but now I'm studying for real estate, uh, I'm going to take my real estate exam soon. I always like to do something else. <laughs> I'm 55 now. Well, time flies. That's funny, right? <laughs> I had a ball with you guys today. You guys were so nice to me, every, really. What would be the high point of your modeling career? The mag- motorcycle magazines. Uh, going to Colorado for Easy Riders, 
where I was the first model that they used for an outdoor shoot. The first ever outdoor shoot was me, and it was on a high, extremely high cliff, which you can't tell by the pictures, but on the, and I was on the edge of it with the motorcycle and, and stiletto heels. And I had a ball there. It was in Boulder, Colorado. I was flown there and back, and I just had a ball. Everything was nice, and being on the cover was great, and I was in shape also. Um, um, I just felt I wasn't as young as other stuff I did, but I was, I felt like I was in better shape, and um, and it's something I love, motorcycles. I was never got into the porn. I, I sucked at it, real, literally. <laughs> um, I just never liked the environment. I made some friends in it, but I never liked the environment. I don't like being in the sets. I was just, just not happy doing porn when I did do porn. I did it because it fell in my lap. I needed money for rent. I would do it, you know, for, for, mostly for money. That was it. It's not, not something I ever looked. I could have done maybe focus more because I had opportunities like people that were pushing me to do, get into more full time and make a name for myself and make more money, but I just never wanted to. Did they treat you badly in porn? No, it's just not an environment I like. I just like seeing everything naked and then you have to be with people that you're not into. I'm a little particular, you know? Yeah. When I fool around with somebody I'm into, I don't want to just be on somebody like, oh, just singing people that I'm not into or girls I'm not into or guys. It's, it's not for me. It's not for every People can switch and pull the switch and get... I couldn't. I had a hard time pulling the switch and faking like I was into it. It's not no. Whereas the motorcycle magazine modeling, oh, 100%, that was me, you know. And then the Andrian Festival, and uh, I think it was 1989, when I gave out the, um, the prizes and where, when I was working for, um, oh, God, what's the name of the Iron Horse magazine? Uh-huh. Um, uh, that, that's all. I love all that. Dancing I loved when I danced first. Um, it all depends on what it was, but for me the highlight was first the dancing because it wasn't nude at the time. It was really dancing, so and I loved dancing. So that to me I loved, and then being on the covers of motorcycle magazines that I loved. I did some writing that wasn't really me under Dear Gabby. Uh-huh. That was me, and I, God, I had so much fan mail from so many guys in gangs in prison and everything. I had membership. Honorary membership to so many motorcycle clubs is ridiculous. Huh. I wish I had saved them. Do you still model? No, I'm 55. I'm like 200 pounds almost. <laughs> Besides, I don't. I don't need to now. I have a business, and that's you know, and other stuff legit on the side. So I don't know. Are you interested in returning as Tara and Gorgasm too? I would love to. I'm playing the mother if I did. Right? Awesome. I would love to, especially if I could do some little funny things in there. It's, it's, it's like, um, you know, a little comedy or something thrown in there. I would love that. If there was one lesson that you've learned in life, what would that be? Think twice about what you do. Think of long-term effect. That's what I would do, especially women. Is there something you have done that you wish you hadn't? Porn. I was crossing the street one time years ago in the 80s with my parents and my grandmother was a lot of time. We were crossing 42nd Street, Times Square, because we were coming from this, I think this restaurant that was around this fancy restaurant. Uh-huh. And we were crossing the street and I see my face, with the fake name of course, in a porn theater oh, with wow. the lights and everything. 
And I was trying to like do everything across the street so they didn't notice, thank God they didn't. So that's the one thing I do. I don't regret making some friends in it. And I got to say, the producers were always really nice. So when I hear women saying, oh, they rip you off or they're, no. To me, and personally, I thought they were really nice people. I just wasn't for me, that's all. You are pretty tough. Do you think someone not so tough would get abused in that environment? Um, not in the environment I was at. I could skip for New York. I don't think so. Not in New York. Not with the big producers, no. Yeah. I think you could get, maybe if you're a weak person, you could get influenced by other actors doing a lot of drugs and this and that. Uh-huh. You know, but that could be anywhere. But for me, on a personal stance with the producers, I can't say there were any of them were bad people. They were all cool, normal, down to earth. Yeah. I got some... Actresses around sometimes are snotty and that 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 ain't like. But no, the producers in New York, I could, the big ones. I don't know about small time, but the big ones never had a problem. They were they were nice and patient. Any closing thoughts about Gorgasm? I have those catalogs where you order movies and stuff. I not that I ever order, but um, there's a section on I think B movies or horror and. The film is in there. It's like an underground cult with some people I heard. Isn't that wild? That's wild, man. Who would have thought? I mean, you know, because there's so many out there, you know? Uh-huh. But, oh, man, I can't wait, because this time I'm going to be my more relaxed, and I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to make this off. I'm going to throw some funny stuff in there now, and, and good. I, I can't wait to do this. I hope they do it for real. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Draculinus Podcast. If you need to contact me direct, you can email me at dracdirect at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And make sure you go to the draculina.com website for updates on all things Draculina. So, until next time, don't let life suck the life out of you.